You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. Welcome once again to another exciting episode of the Dream Lab Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall, here with my co-host, Dan Schifo. Yo, what's going on, everyone? Just uh, back for another one, episode 63. Uh, getting the hang of this number thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't couldn't do it in the past. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, just just really appreciate it. Um, you know, really appreciate everyone. You know, I, I always say it. It sounds like a broken record, but I do appreciate it. Um, I appreciate everybody listening, um, everyone who, who downloads an episode. I appreciate all the guests who come on uh, and tell their story. We've had some great ones recently. We had uh, mm-hmm. Stacy on the X uh, recently. We had Marty several weeks ago. Uh, like I said, Stacy on the X, Stephanie last week. Um, you know, just just some great episodes, some great stories. Um, we have another one that I'm incredibly excited about this week. Uh, I'm really excited about this week. And and like I said, we're just trying. We're just trying to help. We're trying to inspire. Um, we believe that nothing is out of reach for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that that all goals and dreams and you know everything is possible and and there's nothing uh, out of your reach and and we have an incredible uh redemptive story today uh to tell i i can't wait to dive into it uh, a friend named greg uh greg powell uh we grew up together we grew up a street away together um grew up yeah like i said a street away um kind of um i don't want to say estranged i'm not i can't find the right word but um um, maybe, maybe distance for a while. Uh, and, uh, my wife and I, Amanda, who you've heard and, uh, Mike Adamson, who you've also heard on the podcast, uh, we were playing a worship set. Um, well, uh, anywho, I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but Greg and I did grow up uh, a street away from each other. So I knew him, I knew Greg and, and, um, you know, knew him kind of growing up, uh, fast forward. There's a, a big, you know, pretty big chunk of time. Our life choices sent us in different directions, it, but it brought us back here. Yes, you know, right. Um, so, so yeah. It, fast forward um, to a handful of months later, um, we were playing a worship set. I was on drums, and my wife was singing, and Mike was playing guitar. And um, I had talked to a friend uh, who was also in the same community, and she informed me that Greg was going to this church, and and. You know, I met, reconnected with Greg, and and um, heard the story, and and it's incredible. So, so we're gonna get it. We're gonna hear it today. Thank you for for coming on, yeah. Greg. I, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, thank thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Dan and Ben. Yeah, we're looking forward to telling my story. Yeah, man. Yeah, we we're we're looking forward to hearing it. Um, it's just incredible, and um, I do know, like you said, just is is would it be accurate to say a, a troubled troubled growing like troubled youth growing up troubled troubled childhood maybe rocky bumpy you know to be kind yes yeah i mean (laughs) maybe like a a bumpy yeah time growing up um yeah and like you said kind of kind of life choices sent us in different directions uh absolutely brought us back i remember you know seeing you and and reconnecting um when we were at church um i was blown away i was so happy to, to see you there you know and um we saw you another time whenever we played and um yeah it was just it was great to see you and then um i i knew how great your story was and um yeah i I appreciate you telling it so yeah i mean if um i guess i guess to to give you kind of a synopsis it it includes um 
you know, a little, little bit of a rocky past, rocky uh, growing up. It includes drugs, um, you know, drug use and uh, prison time um, and, uh, you know, just kind of uh, times where, um, you know, there are a lot of people that are in those situations right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the and, and looking for a way out. I believe Greg's story can, can absolutely give people a way out and Greg's testimony can give people a way out. Uh, there was also an accident uh, that changed his life forever. Um, but it's an incredible story. So, um, yeah, if, wherever you want to, um, that's kind of the cliff notes of it and we'll dive into it and, and break it all down. If you, if you want to, uh, if you want to kind of start wherever, uh, wherever you, wherever you want to, wherever you want to start at. All right. I think we'll kind of pick up along the way. Okay. Well, I'll probably, uh, be like a Tarantino thriller, I guess. You What's know? your favorite Tarantino movie? Probably Pulp Fiction. Pulp, fi- Pulp Fiction's phenomenal. Yeah even, yeah, even though I'm a little bit of a, a prude nowadays, and like I don't like to hear cuss words, sure, see, sure, like perverted things, you know. Right. Um, when I was into watching Tarantino movies, that or Reservoir Dogs were probably my sure. two favorite uh, ones. I've not seen either of those actually. You haven't seen Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Fiction? I haven't yet. All right, we'll, um, we'll carry this conversation on after. Okay, okay, yeah, that's right. We're, we're, we, won't, we won't berate you on, but on, I, on radio. You, you sit this one out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know I need to catch it. I know I need to catch it at some point. But I'm, I'm the guy who doesn't watch movies either. I know, true. <laughs> I really don't. It's I, gone John Travolta, Bruce Willis, Ving Rhames. It's got about five different storylines in the movie. It really, oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, and and you know me in movies, like movies, and I fight. Um, but I love Pulp Fiction. It's incredible. Yeah, I will absolutely check it out at some point. But as far as Tarantino films DVD for me, you take it home tonight. I might actually do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've some more dogs too. I'll take both of them. Yeah, have at it. Um, go on. Yeah, as far as Tarantino <laughs> films for me go, I'm a really big fan of Django. It's really good. One. I have that too, but I'm I never saying, watched it. It's yeah, good. it's good, but it's a little different style than his uh, his signature type of. Sure. Yeah. He does his movies. Yeah. He also we, he also did a film with that I also own. Um, Inglorious Bastards. No, that's yeah. a really good one too. Yeah, he did one with it. Stanley um, Kubrick was the part of that too, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. He's a sick. He's a sick man. Yes. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, I I never saw that one. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a Christian, you won't like it. Fair enough. I'll steer. I'll steer clear. <laughs> or as a, yeah. as a good person, sure. who cares at all? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll <laughs> sit that one out. But <laughs> anyways, yeah. I'll, I'll, Grab Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, they're, then I'll report on it on the next podcast. They're amazing. <laughs> Again, I'm not a movie guy. Sorry, all you movie people who are listening, but Pulp Fiction. Yeah, this turned yeah. into a Siskel and Ebert. It uh, really did. Yeah, Amanda's going to grab it for me right now. She, <laughs> she really is. Um, yeah. So so in in Quentin Tarantino style. Um, and and what I will say is watch, watch Pulp Fiction before I Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Reservoir Dogs is good, but watch Pulp Fiction. Okay. First. It's, go on. I'm sorry. I don't, as she brings over the movies. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'll see you Sunday anyway. Um, go- <laughs> All right. Well, hello everybody. I am Greg Powell. I'm 35 years old. Um, uh, we're gonna moonwalk through this story a little moonwalk, bit. A little Michael Jackson. In yeah, there too. We'll, we'll start. I like it. We'll start seventy-five percent the way through it. Move up to to a hundred percent, and then back to the beginning. Then we'll nice. go back. Yeah. So well, just, we have we only have one storyline here, unlike Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. yeah. I, I've lived a life. Well, I'll just start out also by saying I've lived the life of more than one person, and I'm only 35 years old, and I feel like a senior citizen. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, I guess we'll get started on the uh, 
meat and potatoes here. Yeah, where? Yeah, where? I guess where does it all start? Maybe not start at the beginning, but where would you like to start from yeah. it? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, like yeah, I'm still on Ben line. There's a lot to unpack in it, but there really yeah. is. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot in the story. I'll start out with introducing myself and say what I've been sure. through the past three years, right? And what led up to that, right? Right. And the transformation, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, okay, we'll just start out by saying, um, you know, I am Greg. I am Greg. Um, I am coming up on three years clean from a 15-year heroin addiction. It's a thousand and eleven days. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe that's where I'm at today. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, Thank congrats. you. Thank you. That's incredible. 1,011 days clean, three years clean. No, not three years yet. Not coming, three years coming yet. Coming up on it, yeah. That's right. Coming up on three years. Yeah, but, um, and I also am uh, three years alive, or uh, coming up on three years alive from a traumatic brain injury and a near-death experience that I'm going to get into. Um April 22nd of 2016, I took a walk through my neighborhood. The train tracks go right through the middle of town. Um, I remember crossing the tracks to go on the other side into the woods. I never remember walking back to go home. I woke up almost three months later in a hospital um, to them telling me I got hit by a train. Now, uh, I didn't believe them at first, and there was a lot of confusion. I thought I was in there because I had a baby. I thought I was French. <laughs> I was yeah. just out of my mind from my brain injury and the confusion. But after I came to understand that it was true from reading, you know, uh, there's news, stories, yeah, newspapers there's newspaper stories and, out there. Sure. And seeing myself on the TV in front of me, I realized what they were saying was true. Uh, um, doctors were telling my family over my unconscious body that I would never regain brain function. I would definitely never walk again. And I heard my family say, no, you don't know our God. He's going to be just fine. And uh, after uh, about six months in uh, the hospital and the brain trauma rehab center, I learned how to walk again and talk. And I got released home. Can you go um, maybe even go back and, and when we were talking <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they said after you got hit by the train, they said you had passed away. Yes. Can you? Yeah. Can you? Can you kind of maybe even go into that? Like you, yes. you know, you get. Did you hear it at all? Did you hear the train coming? I do not remember because I had a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And so I don't that's have all any like memories a from. Yes, from but I have been having some crazy flashbacks that I've, I'll get to. Okay. That scared me. I'm thinking it's like a sub subconscious memory of sure. it. Sure. But they said that you had passed away. Is yes. That, is that correct. Yeah. Yes. Um. To speak on what Dan just brought up to me because we were talking about this a little bit earlier um i know some of the guys that were first responders with the fire company and the ambulance company that were on the scene right after i got hit and uh one of them told me that when they got there i had no vital signs that i they were about to call me in as dead when they decided to revive me and i came back so um you know uh I was dead and I'm alive again. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I can only give God the credit for that because there's only one supernatural being in, in the universe, and that's the Lord Jesus. And, um, you know, uh, it was a long, it's been a long, strange road of recovery, but uh, the Lord has been using me in many ways. Um, I have to back up a little bit and go back. This is the part where I start backtracking. Um, 17 years ago, my little brother, rest in peace, Frankie, was hit by a train and killed. 
um, not far from where I was hit, which is just insane that it happens to two sure. of the same family. Right. But, um, you know, uh, I actually had a visitation from him while I was in my coma that he's in heaven. So, um, that's that's for another podcast, though. Can you, can you kind of go, I guess maybe, you know, like, just kind of, there's so many people that have those experiences, like have those, you know, maybe... Um, yeah, I guess just have those near death experiences. Yeah, like maybe not near, yeah. ne- may, but well, like visions yeah. and yeah. and visitations and things like that. Can you kind of go through maybe what you were experiencing when you had that visit? Want me to? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, um, when I was visited by some deceased people while I was in my coma, um, I wasn't visited in the hospital. I was somewhere on like a neutral spiritual plane where we could both be at the same time. Um, for all I know, it could have been when I was dead before they revived me. But um, I was visited by my deceased little brother, my friend Joe, and uh, my deceased dog. And uh, they spoke to me through telekinesis, no words. And they told me that they were working for God and they were sent here to tell me everything was going to be okay to stay strong. Um, that was just completely amazing to me. And I had to keep telling myself that it really happened to believe it. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, through, through the love of my family supporting me and the love of Jesus just embracing me through it all, I survived. And I still walk with a cane today, but after a replacement of 70% of my skull and my face with plates and surgeries on my brain, and, you know, I'm walking and talking and and living and trying to serve the Lord these days. Um, before my accident, too, uh, I... Um, I got addicted to drugs. Um, it all started in junior high, you know, the story, peer pressure, uh, environmental cues with family and friends doing and selling drugs. Um, I f- fell victim. Well, I made choices. I became a heroin addict on and off for 15 years where I struggled to get clean. And I kept trying to do secular programs. And, sure, and, like 12-step programs. Yeah, 12-step like that. programs and, yeah. and drug and alcohol rehabs. But I always kept going back to what I was comfortable doing, and that was the drugs. It wasn't until I had that near-death experience where God completely removed it from me and I surrendered to His will. Um. So, uh, did you, whenever you, um, you said it wasn't until you had your near death experience and you surrendered to God's will, um, what was it like beforehand, you know, before your, um, like, I guess before the accident, um, I guess where was your faith? Cause your faith level is obviously incredibly yeah. high right now. Where was it at? Like kind of whenever you were kind of going through, uh, you know, when, um, going through your, your, you know, your, um, I guess, drug addiction. Okay. Well, I want to thank you, Dan, for keeping me on track. Cause I get to, good. I get to talking and rambling. I get down a rabbit hole and it's a dead end and no, then you're I gotta fine. walk backwards. <laughs> no, this is your, this is your, this is your movie. Your Tarantino flick. Yeah, that's okay. right. You're good. <laughs> Let's try not to make it a labyrinth, I guess. <laughs> Labyrinth's a great movie, too. <laughs> but yeah, just... Um, well, my, my walk with my faith, um, I was <clears throat> born and raised in a church, a denomination that I won't... Um, I won't born acknowledge. Maybe because, in the church, yeah. Yeah, okay. just in a, in a church. Sure. But... Um, uh, and I served in that church as, yeah. as, a, as a young boy. 
And um, I didn't quite either grasp or wasn't presented to me the right way. I didn't understand salvation didn't quite and a get. relationship with Jesus. I just thought it was rules. Yeah. So I went astray from it, and that's when I became a drug addict. It wasn't until I ended up in jail um, looking at some years for for drug drug type stuff. Sure. You know? And um, uh, I was reading... Uh, a self-help book, yeah. a 12-step book, and I I was in a cell by myself. Well, I got a cellmate, and he walked in, yeah. and he said, if you're trying to change your life by you're reading the wrong book, this is what you need to be reading. <laughs> Tossed the Bible on my chest. That's awesome. And uh, what, that, what, what, um, Whenever he tossed the Bible on your chest, what what was your reaction? To I, was, that? I was a little offended. Yeah, I don't, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, because it was convicting. I can do this myself. Yeah, Is that, yeah, sure. But then deep down, I knew it was true because I've been trying for so many years to do it on my own and with people, the world, the world's help, and it wasn't working. Sure. So did I did. I gave at it first, a chance. like I said, a little a little offensive, but then you just kind of like, all right, yeah, you know, like. I, guess can you explain that whole process of like i really don't want to do this versus like man i'm gonna do this now yeah does that make sense yeah yeah i said a prayer in jail um because even the secular programs and rehabs i was part of suggested prayer yeah but they didn't pray to the real god they were just suggesting anything sure mm-hmm. you know so um i said a prayer to jesus and i said you know if you are real lord I need you to show up in, in my life and change me because I can't take this anymore. Sure. And things started happening in my life and my faith started growing. I started understanding the words I was reading in the Bible. And then I got with the chaplain yeah. in, in, the, in the prison and um, <clears throat> I said the salvation prayer and became a born-again Christian in jail. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I am... Um, what, what led you to, to pray that prayer? Did you... Was it from reading the Bible or was it from your roommate or what no. kind of? Okay. Did you just kind of want so I'm out? Glad, I'm or, glad yeah. you asked me that, Ben. Yeah. Um, I came to a place where I was in jail and everything that I relied on in life and trusted failed me up to that point. Mm. And I realized that I didn't have my girlfriend. Yeah. I didn't have my family. I didn't have the money or the drugs to even numb my emptiness. I didn't have anything that I relied on in my life. And I was like... All my avenues and attempts on being happy in life have failed me and got me to that point. Yeah. So I had nowhere else to reach. Excuse me, but to uh, but to Jesus. Yeah. And when I did, he proved himself real. Hmm. What um, what made you want to um, you know, and you and you said that you know that was your only avenue, but like, what made you um want to try that avenue what made you want to try you know try jesus and try you know like where um in terms of i guess you know where where you're at what made you want to um yeah i mean does that make sense uh, what 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 you want to change and what yeah. me to initiate the avenue of god yeah like all right i'm gonna try this now you know i'm gonna try this i'm gonna see how it works i'm gonna you know yeah because uh you know i think the reason i went with jesus this time was because I had been the fork, uh, the fork in my life, mm-hmm. a fork in the red in my life, for years, and I went down every other yeah. road and skipped over the God one every time. Right. Like, no, that seems like too much of a commitment. Sure. And too much trust. I'm gonna try one of these ways, because I wanted to. I wanted a better life, but I still wanted to hold on to all the all the bad stuff, the yeah. drugs and. You know, the lesson. I wanted to hold on to a bunch of my sins. Sure. But still have a rewarded life. So, um. What made you skip over it? 
at that time at that point I think because I knew that was the real way yeah. <laughs> and it was going to be a, a hard walk that I was actually going to have to sacrifice some stuff. Sure. And I wasn't willing to surrender some of my stuff to God. What do you say to anyone who's fighting that battle right now, who's in that spot where they don't want to give up anything? You know, they, they're at the spot where if you toss a Bible on their chest, they're, not, you know, they're going to get offended at, you know, like I can do this myself. You know, what do you say to anyone who's who's fighting that battle now? Um, there's a few things you could say. Uh, the more cold-hearted the truth, the truth thing to say, would be, okay, go ahead and keep trying it your way and see where you end up. Sure, yeah. Either you're either going to end up dead facing God knowing you were wrong, or you're just going to get circled right back around to Him again to try again. Yeah. You know, and, um, that's what happened to me. Mm. Or, um, you know, uh, just say, has anything that... I had to ask myself, has anything that I tried, all the effort in the world that I've put in to yeah. getting clean and change my life, has it availed to anything? No, I'm sitting in in, in jail, hungry, with with you know, in some uncomfortable clothes with a stinky with another stinky man, <laughs> you know. Because when you're in jail, you're basically sharing a bathroom with bunk beds in it. Yeah. Yeah. What about? Um you know, anybody, anyone who, you know, anything faith-based, um, what if it damaged them in the past? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they yeah. had a bad experience with faith or like, what would you say to some, you know, and, and they're just like, oh, I already tried that before, you know, you know, like yeah. just kind of. I, I tried that before. Like, yeah. what about someone who um, might, and, and you even kind of said it, you didn't know the right way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, can, I can say that, um, you know, when, when it comes to, Religion, yeah. Um, religion is s like God with a bunch of man's rules added to it. It's ritualistic routine, sure. And um, that's not that's not how I got how I became. Uh, that's not how I got free. Right. Um, it, it was about a relationship, a personal relationship with with the living God, Jesus, with me, to where it was just me and Him talking. So for the first couple years of me being uh, a Christian, I didn't even go to a church. Yeah. I read the Bible and I prayed, and I felt the Spirit of God move me and direct me. You know. So um, I guess uh, you, you gotta just keep. It's it's the one and only way, true, true, tried, true way. Sure, that's how you say it. Um, that I found my freedom from drugs and from a sinful life. But uh, you know, you just got to find the right avenue to get there. Um, don't take nobody's word for it. Yeah, read the Bible, pray, and wait for God's answer. Is it all about? Um, a relationship in the sense where it's not like okay, we well, have to do this. You have, is it all about a relationship? Like, man, I'm going through a terrible time right now. I need help. Is that can you can you kind of explain that for someone who might yeah. not know um, the relationship aspect and someone who might think it's a bunch of rules? Yeah, well, religion is the rules, sure. But I'm not like I said. I don't like religion. I'm not religious, but I yeah. have a relationship with Jesus and the fact that I know He loves me and wants well for me, and I love Him because of what he's done for me and how he has freed me. So really my actions and my relationship with him is um, out of reverence yeah. for his love for me. So it's more of a loving respect that I do what uh, I feel I'm led to do by him 
and follow him. It's everything is suggested by him. If I want a better life, it's no obligations with, with God. It's all grace. And grace is the undeserved gift. <coughs> if somebody... Um, I do okay. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone um, might not... Um, you know, maybe they don't know how to. Um, you know, maybe they're interested, but they don't. You know, but they don't know how. They don't. You know, maybe they're. You can see they're interested. Like, how would you um, explain that they? You know, how do you explain that they? Um, uh, I, I guess get started in. You know, maybe in their walk. You know how it. You know what I'm saying? Like how um, if you know if someone um, maybe doesn't know how to. Um, you know, they're not familiar with, um, I guess, I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Like somebody that's never been to church. Yeah. Sure. Someone well, that might not have been to church. Someone that might not have a family member or anything. But they, but they yeah. want to get out of the situation that they're in. Yeah. Like, you know, I, w- I was going to give you the biblical definition for the word faith, but it might be a little confusing to some. They'd have to sit there and write it down. Sure, and, sure. And redo it. So I'll just say like this. Um, how was I going to say it now? In, in, say brain um, injury. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, you got a built-in excuse there. Yeah. yeah. You just, it's kind of a like blind faith. You just... Uh, uh, me, uh, uh, like I already had the idea and knew who God was. Yeah. But I, I believed who he was. I just didn't believe in him. Sure. You know, so I had to practice some faith. And the only way I could really go that avenue was by recognizing that everything I did has failed me and was not working and never was going to work because I tried it every single way right. 10 times. So I just had to put my hands up and sure. be like, you know what? This it has worked for other people. It is working for other people it's um the truth for for 2000 years that he died for our sure. sins and um <clears throat> when um i just had to take a, a leap out on faith and and trust that i had no uh, what what did i have to lose sure it was better that i believe and get there and find out I was wrong and then not believe and get there and find out I was wrong. You right. know what I mean? Right. So um, I took a, a step out on faith and just trusted that uh, what I was being led by in my spirit and what I was taught about Jesus, I just had to trust that it was true. And once I did and stepped out on faith and things started happening in my life, um, it was proof that kept me going. Yeah. You know, you touched on something earlier that I think is really relatable to anybody, whether or not they're a person of faith. And this is more when you were talking about growing up and you saw religion as just a set of rules to follow. That's why you rebelled kind of against that or didn't want to have anything to do with it. And and I think that most people, and I don't want to overgeneralize and say in the world, but maybe most people in Western culture have this kind of idea of like, they want to be their own boss and want to be in control of their lives and have the freedom to do whatever they want to do. And I think most people can relate to that type of thing. And it's really interesting how you talked about, you realized that, you know, you avoided making a commitment to God and Jesus because you saw that it was not going to be easy. Like I have to sacrifice Myself, yeah. myself to yeah. be in a relationship it's kind of the same thing as like a relationship with you know a girlfriend Anybody. or a wife yeah. sure uh, you know there's sacrifices exactly where yeah. okay I can't go out and date other people <laughs> right. this person you know like th- that's the sacrifice that's right 
but I can't, I can't spend the rent. I can't spend the rent on chocolate and bacon. Yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah, because I have somebody else to think about. <laughs> well, if you but. have someone who likes chocolate and bacon, maybe you can both spend the rent on chocolate yeah. and bacon. No. But, but yeah, sure. Right. It's, <laughs> absolutely. It's interesting how I don't think you specifically said this, but it kind of came across where after you made that decision and commitment, it's like you realized, wow, like it's actually easier on the other side to give up control. Yes. And I just like, I'd like to hear you like expand a little bit on that. Like when you don't know before. how to drive, yeah. it's easier to sit in the passenger seat and let, <laughs> yeah. let, let the Lord drive for you yeah. instead of consistently wrecking every turn you make <laughs> and, yeah. and drive. I love a, it. Yeah. You know? That's a great analogy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is really, I don't know. It's really philosophical maybe to ask this question. I don't know if you have the answer or I have the answer, but. Why is it that we always want to be in control of the wheel? Why is it that we want to do it ourselves? Yeah. It's, it's the world. It's the way of the world, and it's our fleshly desires. And um, I think I believe it's the enemy, our enemy from below, that um, kind of uh, manipulates us from the outside and pokes at us that we are our own god. And that's how society, excuse me, society in the world is it's very egotistical yeah. and, and self-centered to where we are our own god and you know we create our own destiny create this and that we do have a part in it but uh we're, uh, me being here alive today is an anomaly just if it was up to me i would be dead not because i choose hmm. to but because my decisions would have killed me yeah. you know yeah. um, it's supernatural that i'm here and i'm alive and i'm not on drugs right now not only your decisions but i mean you, you were hit by a train too yeah i mean that's you to know the face yeah. you figure i would look like ground chucked run out of a car window. You know? <laughs> well <laughs> yeah um but it and and in a sense you say that um, we're not, we're very, I think we're very rebellious creatures in the sense that like, oh, I can do it on my own. I can do, but in, the, and in a sense, um, we do have free will because we're allowed to have free will. If that, well, we're gonna you talk know, about this, right. okay. yeah, I mean, I get, yeah. but, well, I have an idea on free will. Sure. Go. Oh, yeah. I'd love to hear it. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we have choices. We're not God. We should submit to God. But we have free will too to yeah. do whatever we want and to make bad choices if we want to make bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, to go down those roads and you know, this you, might get ahead. a little confusing and a little deep. I'll try uh, to. I'll you can get as deep as you want. I love it. I'll for me or the to... listeners. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> go ahead. But I think you. I think everybody understand the words I'm saying. But I don't know if they'll see it from this, my my perspective. It's all good. But um, I used to think, you know, it was uh free will or predestination so i was like trying to always put them against each other uh, free will versus predestination but now i'm starting to see that they go hand in hand i do believe that my, my life is predestined yeah. but i also have free will but i look at it like this like depending on what decisions i make in my life with my free will depends on which predestined path in life god has set out for me say there's like five different paths I can go in life. And depending on what choice I make with my free will depends on which predestined path I go down. Sure. And in every, every checkpoint in life where I have another decision to make another move. Right. Um, 
I could, I could take a side road to another path and vice versa. But God is always there when I'm on the wrong path. God's always there setting up roadblocks and trying to gently guide me back to the right path, which leads to Him. How much did you see that you said that you just said that God's there whenever I'm on the wrong path? How much did you see that during your drug abuse? During, you know, like how much did you, yeah, how much did you see like when you're going down that drug abuse path? Like how much did you see that? Oh, God was always there with me. Um, Even if you didn't see it? Yeah. Yeah. And when I did, it was just amazing. Like, see, high insight's twenty twenty. Sure. And if anybody doesn't understand what that means, because I didn't forever, that means looking back on it now with clear eyes, you could see what was going on from like a third-party perspective and a better view. Sure. Is that an easier explanation? Oh, yeah. Did I just yeah. confuse a confusing no, phrase? No, you're right? good. Even more. Okay. Yeah, you, got, you got my wheels turned, too. And so yeah. I want to dive into the predestination versus free will thing a little bit too. Yeah. Have, have you seen the movie Interstellar? I have not. Okay. Um, it sounds, sounds I do recommend intergalactical. It. It's very, it's an awesome movie. I think Fordyce had, Fordyce or my buddy Owens like had, they had the ending of it pretty much. It was Fordyce. That, I remember him talking about it. It was Fordyce, yes. Yeah. Uh, it's a good story. He has like he has he has like documentation of this too. I yeah. don't know. I wasn't part of it, but yeah, go on. I'm well, sorry. The movie is kind of without getting too much into the details of it. The movie is kind Can't of spoil it. Yeah, the, for the, our the listeners. Plot, the plot revolves. Spoiler alert! Yeah, come on, no spoilers. <laughs> but a, a major part of the plot revolves around relativity, and so when they're they go out to the star that has a stronger gravitational field. So they experience less time than the people back on Earth. So things, they only age like a day, but people on Earth have aged many years. It would be terrible. You come back to your girlfriend and she's Yeah, nine. exactly. <laughs> you're still 30. You're, you're still, yeah, I'm, still, yeah, I'm but, still 30. You're like, you're 60 now? Yeah. yeah so right. without spoiling anything, like there's a big, there's a big kind of like a supernatural plot device that happens where something that happens in the hero's past it gets related to something in his future in a way that can only be done by and it's and they relate to like, like quantum physics yeah quantum physics and and so they <clears throat> hypothesize you know like who did this thing like sure it could be there could be an in essence aliens i'm not saying that there's aliens this is just a this is just an example yes. device here, yeah. but uh, so that's the, don't think this isn't ancient <laughs> aliens podcast. But, uh, aliens, yeah, yeah right. coast but, to coast, right? But, <laughs> but the whole idea was they were saying, okay, if there's these beings, supernatural beings that are at a higher dimensional plane than we are, that look at reality in a different way, like we're experiencing point to point along our timeline for however many years we have in this, this world, beginning to end. They see the whole journey. But if you're at a higher dimensional plane, you can look down and see. They see Dan's life from like yeah. child to death. Like an ant right. farm, huh? Like an ant yeah. farm. <laughs> right. And it, it is a really interesting thing to think of, you know, God having that perspective because I think it's easy to look at ourselves and say, man, I'm a good person today, or man, I'm a bad person today. But God doesn't look at us that way, I don't think. Like, like you were talking about we have this timeline that we go along we make these choices but you know god sees the beginning and the end like he knows us for who we are and he knows even if we have a bad day he knows the plans that he has for us and the way that he can turn that into a good thing in the future so i think that's an encouraging way to look at it yeah not the 
you know, if it's any relief to anybody listening or the, uh, this idea to you guys, I think I talked to you about this on mm-hmm. the phone earlier. Not saying that um, everything that I've been through was necessary to get to where I am today, but the fact that God uses all things to the good for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. That's actually Scripture. Mm-hmm. I don't want to confuse people splurting out Scripture. Numbers. No, you're good. It's Romans 8.28, if anybody's wondering. It's a good one. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I look I look at my life, like that's a Scripture for my life, kind of. And um, the fact that I, I went astray and became a heroin addict and all the stuff that goes along with being a drug addict, the lying, the thieving, the dishonest, everything, it's just... It's just a very evil uh, way to live, but um, not condemning anybody, just myself. But I look at it like if I wouldn't have went through all the hell I went through in my life, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if I would have a relationship with God today because um, my life choices brought me to my knees to a point where I had nowhere else to reach out to except for God. Sure. So I don't know if I would have strived for a relationship with God as hard as I did at that point in my life if it wasn't for all the hell that I've been through. Yeah. You know? Sure. And uh is it almost is almost like is as terrible as as terrible as drug you know drug addiction is and and you know being in an accident with train is is it almost kind of make you thankful in a way too? Yeah, it's hard to yeah. say. It's I, I've asked myself this question mm. too. Yeah. It's hard for me to say that I'm grateful yeah. for all the pain and the and the hell and uh, trials and tribulations I've been through in my life. But I don't regret it because now I'm right with the Lord and I'm free from it all. Sure. You know, and um, without it all happening, maybe I'd be living a mediocre, lukewarm life. Yeah. Or to where I wasn't really experiencing any real joy or love in my life. Because I'd just be kind of floating along. Sure. Did you ever, um, whenever you were addicted to drugs, did you ever, um, or even in, in prison cell, like, did you read? Because obviously, you, and you told me like your lowest point was whenever you were hit by a train. Like that was the like that was the moment. You know, was there ever a moment like in your addiction where I was just like. I'm done with this. I'm over it. I'm finished. I'm, you know, but then you almost couldn't quit. You know, did you almost yeah. reach that kind of rock bottom, um, you know, in your addiction? Um, well, I've hit many low points. Sure. Yeah. You know, and um, I don't say rock bottom, but yeah. Any low point. Take a little sip here. Yeah, yeah. you're good. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it's Snapple for anyone who. Uh, it's, yeah. It's That's very, Dan's drink of choice. It, it really is. Have you ever, yeah. have you ever had the uh, Snapple apple cider? I never had that. No. Yeah, I've had the apple juice. The apple juice is yeah, good. But the, yeah, I, I'm a lemon really tea guy. Lemon tea and peach, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little side note. Uh, when me and my college roommates. <laughs> here we go. Home. Yeah, here we go. Barista Ben. That's it. Yeah. That's right. We uh, we went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Uh, 2006 in Cleveland at Quick and Lowe's Arena. I had Did they have Frashante? Yeah, that was Frashante. Oh. That was his last tour with them. Good music, bad symbolism. Well, yeah. I agree. Um, but I bought a, I think it was a 36 case of Snapple and we drank them all on the way there and back. It was so much Snapple. It's a two hour drive. I know. Yeah. I don't know. You're peeing every five minutes on the side of the house. Basically. Yeah. (laughs) That's a gamble. You're lucky you didn't get, uh, 
trouble for peeing in public. I know, for real. So it was, you drank them all on the way or on the way and on the way back? On the way and the way back. Okay, so half of them on the way up, yeah. That's so incredible. Well, if you think about it, okay, 36, what is that? Like 18, 18. per person? So nine on the way up, nine on the way back? Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. We were just pal. That is a lot. <laughs> was it lemon? <laughs> It might have been raspberry. Like oh, raspberry is all right. Yeah. You got a sour look on your face all the whole time. <laughs> wow. Gosh, yeah. uh, anyway. I don't recommend it. Anyways, was, just yeah. anyway, I don't, I don't yeah. get the relevance, but. Uh, <laughs> the low point. Any, so, yeah, sorry. Any, <laughs> that was a low point in Ben's life. Yeah, drinking point, yeah. all the Snapple, going to see yeah, the Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. Uh, was there ever like a low point um, in your addiction? To kind of. Yes. Um, there was points in my life where, in my addiction where, I was just coasting by and I was just doing enough to not be sick. Sure. And um, there was really no enjoyment or any severe pain in some points. Yeah. And those are the times in life where it, the addiction didn't seem so bad because I, I was manageable. Yeah. You know, but then there was times where I remember, um, excuse me for the vulgarity, if you're, if you're I'm not going to swear, but the if you have a photographic, you know, if you think about things while I'm saying, but um, there was points where I'm sitting there on like a beat up hotel bed. Yeah. And I just spent twenty dollars to get an hour, so I can get in there and get high. Yeah, and I'm sticking a needle in my arm, crying. Sure, like God, why can't I stop doing this? Like, so mad at myself and the world, and sometimes even mad at God for for my mistakes. Sure, but Those, I, I couldn't yeah. not do it because I was going to be deathly ill. It had so much of a grip on me. I couldn't not do it, but I didn't want to do it. It was like I was a puppet with somebody else pulling my strength sure and and what do you say to people who are going through that right now who who just can't get out who might have cried out to god who you know um what do you say to people who are who are in that situation not only in the situation but maybe they know somebody who's in the situation maybe a friend a family i'm gonna give you a little cliche phrase i don't know if you ever heard it but it fits pretty well sure this is um change occurs when the pain of a situation is stronger than the fear of changing it Sure. So um, uh, when I was in that point, I just had to hold on and hold on to that idea that I didn't want to be like that and live like that anymore. And this first opportunity I got a clearing in the road, I was going to run across that road to the other side. When did you really when did you like full surrender? When did that come? Because um, you said you, you kind of had it whenever you were in prison. You said, yeah. like, when did full surrender? There come? was bouts of clean time throughout my 15 years of heroin addiction. Yeah. And um, before my accident, like, I became saved in jail in 2010. Okay. And then I kept bouncing back and forth from clean, godly living. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I thought good. that was my phone for a second. I don't, I don't, I don't know why it keeps making them sounds. I've changed all my notifications. <laughs> but, uh, 2010, you're bouncing back and forth clean. Yeah, clean. I'm like, like grandma. They got all the default ringers on their phones. <laughs> now you and me both. That's like me, man. And now I just cleared my screen thinking I turned the volume down. There we go. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. What was the, where, where were we at? Full surrender. Uh, oh, okay. You said you bounced back and forth between yeah. clean and godly um, living. And there were some points where I thought I had it, but then I kept wanting to, um, all right, I had to, I had to put the old Greg to death mm -hmm. and, and come out a new creation and live like how the Bible speaks, how Jesus spoke, you know, um, put, put, put my old, 
old ways to death and live as a new person. Well, I wanted to live as that new person and get all the benefits of it, but I wanted to dig up the old Greg every Friday and Saturday. Sure. And still, and you can't live a double life you want like both. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just live in constant self condemnation and guilt. Right. So you favor one or the other, and uh, the drugs got me. Yeah. So um. Complete surrender. I thought I was surrendered completely so many times. Yeah. But it wasn't until life and the enemy, I believe, were trying to take me out with the train accident. Yeah. To where I was kind of forced. Not saying that that was necessary. Sure. Because I don't want everybody to just think that they need to go play on the train tracks <laughs> to get clean. Right. But, um, you know, God kind of used that, you know, something that the world was trying to use to take me out. And... uh I detoxed from heroin in a coma and I woke up a regenerated person and from my brain injury too and from the grace of God I don't remember a whole lot of me being an addict. Okay, wow. yeah, it that's kinda, awesome. It kind of hit the reset button on. Yeah, me. yeah. Did that you said you you wanted to kill the old Greg but you, you ended up bringing him out. Did, did that kill the old Greg? Yes. Did that it was that The old Greg did not get up from the tracks that day. <laughs> True. Yeah. Wow. What? That's amazing. What? If, I, if I had if I had the nerve to walk on the tracks again, I'd go down there and see if he's still down there. <laughs> oh, no. But we don't need to No, do we're him. good. Yeah. Yeah, no, he no, could no. stay yeah, there. Yeah, he could. Yeah. What um boy, I had something I can't remember what it was offhand. Um get it together, Dan. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm out of control. I'm, right I'm now. sorry. No, you're good. It um, is very rare on this podcast where you are left speechless. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. I think it's lost in my eyes every time he makes <laughs> it's true. Every time he gets eye contact, he starts stuttering. That is that is accurate. I'm sorry. If this were a video podcast, then people would be able to see that. But um when you before you were hit by a train like where where were you at you know like like within the within the the you know what i'm saying like the stage of the the, yeah like bouncing back like where were you at at that like i guess yeah where were you at at that point well the last few, like up until yeah the time yeah. the last few years of my addiction before my accident mm -hmm. i started recreationally using crystal meth because a uh, crowd of people was hanging around that's becoming a new thing around here is meth yeah um but uh, at that point, for like the first week, before, the last week before I got in my accident, I was sober. But I was I didn't consider myself clean because I was on uh, a medicate a maintenance medication, yeah. Suboxone. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was still a slave. Sure, definitely. I needed her. I would be in withdrawal. I, I was still in bondage. Definitely. So, um, you know, that's why I claim as my accident date is my clean date absolutely because up until that day i was on suboxone still but i was already mentally and working on completely cleaning out my life for weeks before that Definitely. i wasn't recreationally using you, you just, wanted you wanted out you yeah. want you know and i was and, mentally out of that life i just hadn't taken a step through the doorway yeah and i think there are a lot of people who are also in that like like who are you, can you get know, stuck in that transition period for years right yeah what um what and then, then they can call you a tranny yeah, well, what completely, whenever you um, were in, I guess, can you take me through the time? Um, and I know you might not remember, but like from coma to um, nursing home, to I guess just that whole um, and how you were able to completely kill off 
the old Greg and completely put all that and, and like I'm a new man because I, cause I believe I saw it like I said I saw you um, I, I knew you from growing up and knowing you now it's it's an incredible transformation it really is um, you know I, I think it's awesome and it's yeah. and it's great to see um, how did you you know in those times um, from the three you three months you were in a coma is yeah. that right yeah from the three months you Roughly. were in a coma sure yes. um, from the three months you were in a coma to as you um, how how long did you spend in the hospital? Is there probably about six months? Six months there, and then yeah. eight months in a nursing home. Yes, um, which which they call brain trauma rehab. Yeah, but it was a residential living facility with a bunch of ornery old men, so I called so it a nursing home. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. How was that able? You know, um, what did you do to kind of solidify your faith at that point? Um. You know, they gave me my last rites in the hospital twice. Before some of my surgeries, I had pre-surgery meetings with doctors. They were telling me how dangerous this is, and, and you know, say goodbye to my parents because yeah. you know this might not. I might not come back, come back from this. Yeah. And the faith you have to practice when you're going through stuff like that is, it's our. It's like, all right, well, they're wheeling me into surgery room right now. Um, we're going to gasp me. I'm going to go out. Hopefully, I'm going to wake up. This is all in your hands, God. Sure. So I had to practice the faith. God, when you pray, when I, I notice when I pray for things and other people's experience too, when I pray for things, God doesn't always just give me what I'm praying for. Right. He puts me in a situation to practice what I'm praying for, like patience. Don't ever pray for patience <laughs> because God will not give you patience. He'll put you in a situation to practice the patience, patience yeah. like, like, the D, yeah. like a DMV line or something. You know? Yeah. Or all you want to do is get your license. But you're... Yeah. If I have to learn patience as, you know, like as a side part <laughs> to something else, I'll take it that way, God. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but um, <laughs> I, uh, I've, I was left in a position where I either had to practice faith, faith. I had to surrender one way or another. I had to surrender to the fact that, oh, I'm probably going to, on a negative note, I'm probably going to die. Why even care and just go about it? Yeah. Or was, I have faith in you, God. I believe I'm going to make it through this and hope. Sure. You know, and through my hope, I found my faith. And um, isn't hope all you need anyway, regardless of yeah. this? You know, I mean, well, hope. hope is part of the definition of faith. Right. Um, Faith, I'll just say it, even though it might confuse people, but if you want to look it up, it's in the Bible, it's the book of Hebrews 11.1, 1, and it's the definition of faith. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah. And if you go back in John to get a little more biblical cross-reference, in John 3, and Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus, he's speaking about the people of the Spirit. Um, is he... he he describes it as like the wind. You don't see it. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it goes. But while it's in front of you, you see its results. It's blowing the leaves. It's making the trees move and branches and stuff. So you can't see. Don't know where it comes from. Don't know where it goes. But you know it's there because you see its results. Sure. Same as faith and, and the mm -hmm. Spirit of God. You know, just like a chair with four legs. You sit on that chair and you have faith that it's going to hold you up. Right, right. You know, and faith comes also from experience, from stepping out on it uh, every once in a while. I don't really quite sure know where I was going with that. No, you're fine. That's good. But, uh, yeah. What, my, my, situation, my situation is unique. It's not going to be the, uh, the algorithm that everybody uses to get clean. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to tell you. 
to go. It's probably not a. I'm not even gonna say. No, say yeah, that's, that's And you weren't even. I mean, as far as we know, you weren't even trying to end your life in any no, way. It just that was a casual happened. walk. Casual walk, yeah. Yeah. It just so happens that the train tracks go right through the middle of town and it's very common for us to walk on them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um what through this, through your injury, through everything, what doors has it opened up? You know, in terms of like what you know, what uh yeah. the opportunities that have what been I've placed been in front of you. Yeah. Just the opportunities placed in front of you. Okay, well you know, I say it as a joke sometimes, even though God has been opening up doors for me. I'm, you know, uh, 35 years old and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Thank mainly just because I've had the reset button hit on me with my injuries. I can't do the type of work that I've been doing my whole life. Mm-hmm. But uh, God has been opening up other avenues for me. Um, I've been thinking on either going to school and becoming a therapist of some sort or full-time in ministry. Um, I've been working with a drug prevention volunteer program called Sage's Army Plug. Yeah. And, um, Nothing wrong with me, that. It's uh, That's me. Go ahead. Okay. That's my phone. I was Grab waiting for it to yes. start ringing. No, no, you're good. Vibrate, then ring. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I've been giving, God has opened up the doors and giving me the platform and opportunity to share my story like I'm doing now. But to a uh, uh, high schools and junior highs, um, we do a presentation to the schools in front of the whole auditorium of kids. To uh, And I tell them my story on a stay off of drugs and definitely stay off the train tracks as well type of message. So um, I now am looking into... Uh, possibly going to ministry school because I feel like that's where God's calling me. I just want to help people and show them that God loves them and that it is possible to recover from addiction and a traumatic brain injury. Um, Now, I don't have much more, but uh, maybe Dan or Ben can pull some more out of me with some questions. We might be able to. Uh, How much does it help you whenever you get to um, when you get to share your faith, when you get to share your story, when you get to share your testimony with anybody, you know, how, how, I guess, how much does that mean to you? Oh, it, to, it builds me up. That's, yeah. that, that's like the fuel for my spirit. Yeah. Should I, should I talk about, um, the girl that came up to me and, uh, sure. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is an amazing testimony. Um, hopefully you follow the way, hopefully I present it in a way that you could follow it. After I take a sip of iced tea, <laughs> we got some more uh, more Snapple here. Not quite thirty. Not they're, quite thirty six. Maybe they'll be a maybe I they'll be a sponsor. Okay, we're gonna have blue microphones. And Snapple. <laughs> That's right. First two. Go and on. I've also plugged Sage's Army. Sage's yeah. Army Snapple blue and I, microphones. And I wear Adidas shoes. I love oh, Adidas. I still have Salmas. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've seen that. I was yeah, checking oh, them out. The most comfortable <laughs> shoes I've ever owned in my life. Yeah, I've probably worn mine. No, I haven't worn mine since high school. I've worn them. I've just gotten new Sambas. I, lo- I love my Chuck Taylors, but you have to tie them and untie them when you take them off. Now, since I've gained weight and I lost my balance from my accident, I can't tie my shoes. I just, so I got I, these ones. They stay tied and I just slip them on and off. Chuck, you can't do that. I just slip mine on and off anyway. <laughs> That's just yeah. No, I'm with I just, yeah, mine are tied, but you know, you slip them on and off. Um, your testimony, uh, um, yeah, just how, yeah. How much does I guess? Um, well, the story about the girl. Yeah, oh, that's where we oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. 
Thank you for redirecting our Damn, ro- our, our rogue show host. <laughs> I was, our, our co-host, our, our host has gone rogue. We were we were headed down. Uh, we were headed down the the um, you know shameless plugs and self promotions when yes. uh, yeah. you brought us down to to, to the girl who uh, we've discussed it beforehand, but it's a great story. Yes, this is an amazing little story I want to tell you, and I'm probably going to play this podcast or this show for the girl. So That's hi, awesome. hi, Jacelyn. Aww. Hello. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Sorry As that I'm always. talking about you, but it's such an amazing story. I can't help it. It is a great story. Now, to give you this little backstory, when I backstory, I'll just get into it. I was at... Um, no Tarantino uh, for this one. No. <laughs> I was at a high school. I won't say the name because I don't, you know. A high school, local high school. Yeah, local high yeah, school. Yeah, local high school. Pittsburgh area. Here. Yeah. But, um, You've said too much. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Go uh, south, southeast side of the city. That's right. <laughs> that may or may not be on the no. Oh my gosh. You were at a high school. Yeah. I was at a high school speaking and um All right, I'm shot out. All right. Mm-hmm. Reset, Greg. Mm-hmm. Right, back on track. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's you're good. good um I yeah, I was speaking at a high school telling my story on a stay off of drugs type of message with a drug prevention and awareness program. And I shared about a story, um, 17 is about 17 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, me and some of my friends got into a big street fight and a good friend of mine got murdered. He got killed. And, um, Later on that night, I was talking to my deceased friend's girlfriend who lived down the street, and she told me she was pregnant with this baby. And I was like, oh, my God. I, you know, I didn't know what to say to it. I met her, the baby, after she was born. She was a little girl. But then they moved away, and I haven't heard from them in years. Well, I was speaking about this story, you know, and I said, now there's some girl, a teenage girl growing up without a dad because of poor decisions made under the influence. When I was done speaking, some girl came down and talked to me, and she asked me my name, and she got it right. She said, uh, uh, this gives me emotional. I'm sorry. She said, um, I think you're friends with my mom, and you knew my dad. And I said, who are your parents? And she said her parents' name, and it was her, the, the, my friend that got killed and the pregnant mother. That was her parents. She was my friend's, my deceased friend's daughter. It was in the crowd of this school that I spoke about her and her father getting killed. And I think you think about like what are what are the odds? Yeah, what are the chances? You know, like what are I the had odds no that, idea that's where they moved to. That school right. district, you know, uh, forty five minutes away. Sure, like it's not far from no. where you're at. Yeah, um, and that would have been years and years. Yeah, seventeen years. Uh, she, yeah, I don't even know if she remembered meeting me when she was like five years old. Yeah, but she recognized the story. But it just so ha- and it just so happened that you were the one that was speaking. She was the one that was in the audience. You know that day it was the same school district. Yeah. Um. You know the same. And not only that, can can you go through the the one, um, when you were looking for clothes to Sam's? Yeah. Uh, this is amazing, and I haven't told many people this. Dan's like the second or third person I told. I was at a, a clothing store at a mall, at a local shopping mall. Hold on. No, you're good. Excuse me. No, I had to barf. I didn't want to do it it's on, all good. On, on camera or <laughs> whatever this is. Yeah, audio. Yeah. 
All right. Um, now, I since my injury, I used to be very active in the gym and in good shape. Now, being out of the gym for almost two years in hospital and nursing home, I um, gained some weight. And uh, a lot of my clothes didn't fit me. So I was working with this lady at the clothing store trying to find some clothes that would fit me. And I had my cane. She started asking me questions. I was led to give her a little backstory about my accident and stuff. And halfway through, she says, oh, my God, you're the train guy. <laughs> and I said, as much as I well, don't want to be identified by that, yes, right, I right. guess. And she says, I seen your video. And I was like, well, what video? Turns out her nephew videotaped my testimony at, at a junior high I spoke at like six months prior to that. And she got to watch it. He showed her when he went home. And now I was meeting with her and ministering to her in a clothing department store. How much does that mean for somebody to show your testimony to someone? I mean, because they're, hey, how was school today? That ah, was good. What happened? Ah, someone came in and spoke. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But they, but he actually showed the, how much does it mean that, that he actually showed the video rather than like, how was school? Ah, good. You know it, what I'm saying? It was saying? a yeah. reinforcement that what I'm doing is right. And the way I'm doing it, 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 it really reach this kid sure which really moves me because if i if all the hell that i've been through because of my bad decisions could change the life of one one teenager or person or change the decisions they make it was all worth it to me sure you know so that meant a lot that that kid listened and and it touched and moved him enough to videotape it and show other people right you know, and that's why I we do this. That's why you guys are doing this. Sure. That's why I'm doing it because we're sharing our, our testimony and our stories ho in hopes that other people will find hope, mm -hmm. hope through it and change their life for the positive as well. Mm -hmm. Is that what keeps you going through yes. that? Is that that kind of, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I, I ask myself what keeps me going and yeah. who I am, which, I, you know, everybody in the crowd that's listening, uh, Ask yourself that and see if you can really answer it. Who are you? Because I ask myself, who am I? Yeah. Or somebody asked me that one time, like a pastor, like yeah. an introspective meaning. And uh, there's plenty of things that I'm identified by or things that I've done, but those don't make me who I am. So who I am is a hard question to answer. And um, But for now, I know I'm a child of God in my, my job is to share my testimony and hopefully save save some lives through it. What do you say to anyone who might be, I guess, struggling? They, they might not know God. They might struggling with faith, you know, like anyone who, um, you know, just kind of, you know, they might not. I, yeah, like maybe they don't have a grid for God or oh, any kind of religion, things like that. A little smart ass answer. <laughs> no, well, no, yeah. yeah. What, what would you, yeah, what would you say to? I would rather believe in God and when I die, I get there and find out that I was wrong rather than not believe and get there and find out that I was wrong and be condemned forever. Sure. You know, so I'm really losing nothing in my uh, belief in God. And as I, uh, I, I stepped out on faith and my faith continues to grow because God shows up in life and proves himself to be true. Right. So um, at first, it's all about. <clears throat> putting yourself out there and trusting in something that you don't know for sure. But then once it starts paying off and proving to be true, it just builds your faith stronger and stronger. Especially when you have situations where yeah. you meet someone in champs who knows yeah. your story or you yeah. meet, you know, the, or the, the fact of my injury, the fact that I had doctors 
talking over my unconscious body to my friends and family saying he'll never regain brain function we don't expect him to if he if he survives he'll probably be a vegetable so don't have much expectation and um you know or giving me my last rites in the hospital you know these are what doctors professionals and i have some of the, the best in the country you were you, specialists yeah, that right. were working on me definitely and they didn't expect me to survive and here I am walking and talking. Absolutely. A living testament. So um, that just proves that God has the final say. And that proved that to me, that these doctors might know how to fix things, but they don't have the final say in, in sure. life, you know. And What do you say to... Um anyone struggling you know maybe they're maybe they're you know maybe it's not just drugs but maybe they're struggling with depression maybe they're struggling with anxiety maybe maybe they are struggling with drugs maybe you know just any in any type of a struggle maybe they have cancer maybe they have something they're addicted to a gambling addiction a porn addiction a shopping addiction whatever um you know what do you say just someone who's battling right now what do, what do you say to, to them when you get to the point where you've had enough and you can't take the way you're living anymore, when you find the things, your actions and choices in life to be completely unacceptable in your own eyes, and you're looking for a way out, just try God. Give Him a chance. Just try. And uh, if it doesn't pay off, go back to living the way you were living before. He'll get you eventually. <laughs> That's, That's outstanding. That's awesome. Thank you. Any other message, anything else that, that you want to add for, you know, to any, maybe yeah, whether it's a message or anything you want to plug or, um, or shout outs, anything like that. Uh, yeah, just any, any, anything that, uh, any messages or, or anything that you want to, um, you know, anything else from your story or, or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, we did cover a lot. It was good. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. More, more than I thought. And I feel like I've repeated myself. No, it's all good. And I feel like I'm missing something. But mm. Maybe I can come as a guest. Feature. Oh, we would love to have you we'll another episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have something with this. I feel like I have a last statement. I don't know if it's going to turn to a You usually have a good last statement. Let me say goodbye. I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank Dan and Ben. Yeah. Nice to meet you thank for the you. first Plus, time, man. Ben. We're Pleasure. shaking hands right here. Yeah, that's right. You can hear that we're giving, audio. No, we're, giving <laughs> the, we're giving the play-by-play. The play. Yes. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Dan. Um, I, I was so happy to reconnect with you. And, and like I said, I was blown away when our, our mutual friend is like, oh, yeah, great. You know, Greg goes to the church. Yeah. It's like Greg goes to the church. Like I had no, and yeah. and I was so um, you know, we came in and played, and I was just kind of just like focused on you. Know, I seen you playing. back on drums. I'm like, is that Dan Sheep? <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, we were playing, and I was just so, and um, you know, whenever whenever she told me that, I was like, oh man, I wish I would have known. I would have gone and yeah. said I was, but I was I was so happy to reconnect. Um, you know, whenever I saw you, I mean you. I, I knew you growing up and um like you said we were we were distant for maybe maybe we 20 years we graduated like 15 but he, 16 years ago right yeah oh geez <laughs> uh, <laughs> middle-aged men now dude. yeah yeah you're telling me <laughs> i'm i'm headed to the wrong side of 40 now um <laughs> so I'm, I'm headed down but but no um you, you're right like um i see the transformation I mean, I absolutely see it. I, I see, you know, from knowing you, um, you know, whenever we went to school together and, um, you know, knowing 
you know, kind of, I mean, I, I don't want to say I knew you're, I don't, but I know you, you know, from a distance and seeing it versus seeing you now. Um, it wasn't a secret what me and my friends were doing. It wasn't, you know, you know no, I don't, I don't think, no. Um, you know, I don't know. I didn't know exactly what it was, yeah, but we knew we were up to something. No good. Yeah. You know, um, but it is a complete 180. Uh, you yeah, know, it's a right. it's a 360 and then a 180 again. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah. I'd like to thank you for recognizing that, Dan, and give all the credit to the Lord because I couldn't do it all on my own. I wasn't until I surrendered to Him that I changed. Just to give you a little play by play, and then I'll let Dan and uh, Ben close off because I just kind of interrupted Dan there. No, you're good. He he was taking us hostage. I felt a hostage situation. That's <laughs> that's that's pretty frequent for this podcast. I apologize to all our listeners. Yeah, well, I, I'm sorry too because I was rambling. No, you're fine. Oh, just good. just to recap, okay, um, I was uh. An on-off heroin addict for 15 years. Um, I uh, been to 43 funerals in the past 12 years. Wow. One of them being my little brother who got killed getting hit by a train. I don't know if I mentioned that. You did, yeah. Which is yeah. insane. And the rest of the deaths were um, overdoses and a couple of homicides, drug-induced. Um so it's not a very fruitful life to live in the drug world, but um, that was my life. After I had my near-death experience by getting hit by a train and learned how to walk and talk and survive against all doctor's recommendations, now I speak at churches and schools and just try to spread the message to stay off of drugs and seek out the Lord. And um, that's where I am today. That's just a recap of my testimony. Um, God bless you. Love you all. And thank you. It's outstanding. Yeah, I um, what? I had I had something else, but I can't remember. As you were going through your testimony, um, I can't remember what it was offhand. Um, how, I guess yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> how how terrible is the drug problem? You know what I'm saying? Like just just the drug problem in general. Um, you know, you you saw it firsthand. Like how how gripping is it? I feel that it's almost like terrorism. Like yeah. whoever's bringing it in is like terroristic because it's they're killing people. Yeah, yeah. And once it's not just that the drugs deadly to your body but it poisons your soul and sure. your inner being on who you are yeah and distort it distorted i'll speak for myself it distorted my perception of reality hmm. where i didn't know what was right and wrong um my my truths and my belief system were based on a lie yeah so i had my there was the real truth and then there was greg's truth yeah you know which that was, was the other guy yeah which the other was guys at the lies. tracks yeah yeah so um Drugs, the drug epidemic is terrible right now, and I'm trying to put a dent in it. Absolutely. You know, With by story. giving my story. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I get a much better high off of being around good friends in my family. Absolutely. Who I love. And bacon and chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> but be careful. Be, be careful with the sweets because <laughs> I'm now a recently diabetic, uh, diagnosed diabetic. I got the diabetes. Well, you can, <laughs> but you can get off that too. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a much easier way to live than it's addiction. true, and it's more delicious. Oh, absolutely, too. yeah, yeah, it's a lot there's, more delicious. There's actual rewards. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. So good. That's outstanding. Yeah, thank thank you so much. Um, like I said, I I saw it. I saw the transformation. Um, 
it's yeah, it's 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 incredible. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and telling your story. I just. I just hope it helps. You know, I hope it helps, um, you know, more than one, at least one person, if not a lot more. Um, if anyone has any other questions or anything of that nature, reach out, you know, reach out and, you know, you know, if anyone you know needs help, you know, yeah. Yeah. Can I give a plug? To sure. Absolutely. I also want to give a plug to, uh, my, my buddy Carmen, who runs Sage's Army, which is the drug prevention and awareness program that I uh, volunteer with. Um, you look them up, sagesarmy.com. I'm, I'm guessing I don't have the exact, but I'm sure. Google Sage's Army. Yeah, yeah. You it's Google Sage's Army, Irwin, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, you'll, you'll get the information. And um, they have, it's a resource center as well to give you free resources and advice for help. And um, if you want to contact me at all to ask me any questions, uh, I guess you can contact these guys. Sure, we can put you, we can put yeah. them in touch with mm -hmm. you. Absolutely, okay. because my Facebook's not very start, oh, sturdy. So yeah, no worries. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if uh, you know, get in contact with us, and we can put you in contact. Yeah, you know, with with Greg, we'll um, be your agents, Greg. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. be we'll be your agents. Yeah. We'll get, you know, and, and we won't even take a part of the cut. <laughs> no, that's outstanding. Um, like I said, I just appreciate it. And, and I, and we just hope it helps, you know, people out there. Uh, I will, I will go on a quick, um, you worked with, uh, one of our past guests, Scott Brown, uh, yes. Scott Brown, who, uh, who as a former coworker of mine, uh, with the, the Steelers and he works for the Pittsburgh Tribune review and he's an uh, amazing person and a good author. He is. Scott's a phenomenal writer. Yeah. So he, so I wanted to get a quick plug in for him. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, who's Dan, Dan's plugging right now is, uh, author Scott Brown and, uh, me and him have been meeting are actually working on, um, a biography on my life and hopefully that plays out into a movie so stay tuned for oh, that dang, that's what awesome. we're saying hey man there's not what, what is it you know there's nothing that's that's impossible with that you know like maybe your story is in a movie maybe your story you know it's going to be in a book scott's going to do a book yeah uh maybe your story does turn into a movie so you, know what the, you know what the follow-up podcast is then how was the movie it, well yes but <laughs> But it's you, later. you, Scott Brown, oh. and the director of the movie all together. To wow. Yeah. Greg, are we invited to the red carpet premiere? Absolutely. We're, <laughs> Sweet. So we're in. We're in. Oh, I, awesome. I know the director. I know the author. Yeah. And I know the star of the play. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. So we have an in. I love it. We have an in to the, to the movie. I guess in signing off, like the thing that keeps coming to my mind is that I don't think it's a question of whether or not it'll help people. I absolutely think so. Yeah. And Good. I just, I just kept thinking through, um, like your story in some ways is like a miracle story and a Cinderella story of hopeless situation that just turned around miraculously. Very trying yeah. And as human beings, we're so attracted to the stories because whether it's at a minor level or a major level, we're well, all like a brave heart story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. And each one of us are struggling through different things, whether it's just learning to be patient or learning responsibility or dealing sure. with serious drug alcohol addictions. And I think it's, it's amazing to have, you know, somebody go to the bottom of the bottom and come out, on top because way on top yeah because yeah. you can be that <coughs> i was a lying inspiration yeah and i was a lying thieving 
uh, manipulative, uh, delusional drug addict for all them years. And then uh, that's not who I was, though. That's just yeah. Yeah. The, the things that I've done. Sure. And then a vegetable. And here I am, clean, sober. Uh, I don't yeah. smoke cigarettes or even cuss. Yeah, so, that's awesome. It's all through the power of the Lord. Absolutely. I love it, man. I don't want to add any more because you've said... That's incredible. You, you've already said... And I keep chiming in, sorry. No, no, no. you're fine. No, it's good. I'm the one who's think, taking it hostage. <laughs> I just don't think I can add anything to no. it that would make it better. But well, thank you for being on. Thank you so my much. Favorite podcast we've done for sure. Yeah, oh, it's you, it's incredible. Yeah, I I love the story. I, I love the story. It's incredible. Um, like I said, I we Ben and I we usually um, you know do do research and things like that. You know, if one of us doesn't know about and. I sent Ben the story, the the news story of you know, I mean, of, of the accident in there. Oh, you and, did. Yeah, just the just the news. which was quite a cliffhanger because it ends basically with saying he's in the hospital, and I'm like, right. wait, what? Still, what happened? Still yeah. in critical condition five days later. Yeah, exactly. But, I'm like, that's 2016. Like, but I on. think it's, <laughs> but it's such a great story in Let that us like. See your, fully recovered but you're fully recovered right so so i think just to get some perspective you know yeah there was a lot more to that other than that but um it's a pretty significant part of your story i sent it i sent it to him just in a sense to say hey here's some background like it's yeah. you know i mean he'll be with us in spirit <laughs> yeah no, yeah but he's here I know, I'm, 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 you know i'm, that's I'm right. gonna show up and he's not gonna be here yeah, oh, no, where's he at yeah. yeah where's he yeah no it's um we are so thrilled that you could not only give your story, but give your testimony to everybody. I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah, and and I hope this this helps everyone else out. That's that's my only hope for uh, the whole episode that that it you know that yeah. it helps someone out there listening. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope we've encouraged you to dream loud. So until next time, talk to you guys later. <laughs>